on drugs and they gave you drugs no i, I i'm not are you sure you're not on drugs yeah the drugs that i'm on is not the drugs not, they gave is you. not smoking weed because i'm living at home so <laughs> <laughs> it's you're high on a drug called life yeah howdy ladies and gentlemen golden gods and goddesses welcome to rumham and wild cards this is it's always sunny philadelphia podcast my name is brayden Three-time All-American fastest sprinter in five counties. Uh, I'm here with a couple great co-hosts here today. Donnie. Yeah, I don't have that impressive of a resume, but I'm here. Only two-time <laughs> champion. And Adam. Hi, I, I'm not a champion in five counties, but I did run track. You didn't become a champion in any counties? No, I came in last um, in one race and um, second to last in most other races. Not many people could say they've done that. That's still quite impressive. Yeah. So we're getting athletic here today, and we're getting invincible talking about this Season 3 episode. we got Season 3, Episode 2 here today, guys. The gang gets invincible. This is what we're talking about. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. We are so glad to have you. If you're returning and joining us again, thank you for coming on back. Either way, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at AlwaysSunnyPod. You can find some delicious sunny memes. Donnie took over our Twitter account, so it is significantly better now. So be sure to follow that. Got some great polls going on. More Always, sun- more always Sunny Talk. Also on our subreddit, our Always Sunny Pod, where you can find the lists of lists, the whole reason we're here. Every episode that we've gone through of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on one ranked list. So head on over to our subreddit, our Always Sunny Pod, where you can find that and more. Rumham.transistor.fm is where you can find all our episodes to listen to us. So be sure to head on over there as well. Rumham.transistor.fm. And last but not least, of course, our YouTube channel. Search Rumham and Wildcards on YouTube for episode highlights, some outtakes, some funny stuff, and more. All right. Business is out of the way. Season 3, Episode 2 is what we're here to review today, guys. First half of this episode, we are going to talk what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. Then the second half of this episode, we're going to get more specific and put our arguments on a scale of 1 to 10. And we're going to throw all these numbers into a big blender, a big margarita machine, mix it up, have ourselves a delicious uh, tailgating margarita that may or may not feature bits of paper floating in them. I would eat them anyway. If you can follow my analogy here. Whatever you give me, I'll eat it. <laughs> Jeez. I eat stickers Once again, Adam's all on the drugs. time. Once again, Adam is on <laughs> drugs uh, for this episode. So uh, much like Charlie and Frank, this is going to be a very trippy experience. Season three. Well, that was a little... It sounded like really serious. I don't think he's actually on drugs, but... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you almost convinced me there. No. My sarcasm, I've noticed my sarcasm doesn't go over well on the microphone. I've, <laughs> I've listened to a couple episodes while I'm editing them, and I'm like, this is a very sarcastic comment I made, but it is not <laughs> sounding sarcastic at all. My, yeah, no, that's a problem with, like, not a big problem, but, like, we understand exactly what each other's saying, but, like, it really did sound like you're selling this episode is, like, Adam's tripping balls. Yeah. Like, this is about to be wild. Like, yeah. get ready. It's almost as if we finish each other's <laughs> sandwiches. Yeah. I watched Frozen last night. I've never seen that before. Well, not, not on my own free will and accord. I've never seen it. <laughs> but I was going to say, we can, you know, we can have the fans think whatever they want about us, you know? We can be whoever sure. we want. For sure, but, you know? <laughs> you can be whoever you want on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can say and yeah. do whatever you want on this god-awful contraption. Yeah. 
So, The Gang Gets Invincible, Season 3, Episode 2. This episode came out September 13th, 2007. And there's a lot to unpack on this episode. This is another one that's referencing a movie from back in the early 2000s. Uh, We visited $100 Baby, which is a reference to Million Dollar Baby. Uh, Go check that review out. But this one is referencing the movie, obviously, Invincible. Uh, Disney film starring Marky Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, the guy from the uh, the New Kids on the Block. Uh, Not nope. anything else. <laughs> he, that's his brother, Donnie Wahlberg. We'll get to that here in a second. They're both in the New Kids on the Block. They were not both on the New Kids on the Block. Marky Mark. Oh, was, they're both Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. That was Marky Mark yeah. and the Funky Bunch. But we will get to that here in a second. So uh, this episode was directed by Fred Savage. If you're not familiar with the actor Fred Savage, of course. Mole. And the Princess Bride and... Um, a whole bunch of other great stuff. Love us some Fred Savage. And this episode was written by Rob, Charlie, and Glenn. We got the guys writing this episode. The gang writes an episode. Yeah, just in case that wasn't that clear. Episode. Just in case that wasn't clear, Fred Savage um, was from The Princess Bride. He played the kid in The Princess Bride. Um, he was in The Wonder Years for, for yes. when he was younger. And he was also, he played um, the guy with the mole from Austin Powers' Gold Member. For in case uh, you guys want to know who this guy is, he's a pretty uh, reputable resume. You? No, but he's a okay. very talented, you know, filmmaker. Oh, no, I, I actor. respect. Show show it where it's due, but yeah, sound like an ad. No, he's he's, he's <laughs> awesome. He's he's directed a bunch of these episodes. There's he's a, worked on it's always sunny. A, a I didn't bunch. know who he was, so yeah, no, I appreciate that. He's very important to the show. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of great talent surrounding this episode. Whether or not that talent translates into the quality of the episode, we will talk about here. I think the three of us have very, very differing uh, opinions on this. Very varying opinions. Um, Let's start out. 10.30 on a Wednesday here, you guys. Uh, The gang is hanging out, and they decide to go get some fresh air, of course, by doing what they normally do, just outside in an outside setting, where they then find out the Philadelphia Eagles are... Uh, holding tryouts to the public, just like the film Invincible, starring that one guy from the New Kids on the Block, of course. We're doing these trials for you because of your harassment and your love for the New Kids on the Block movie. And um, so, yeah, Mac and Dennis go to try out for the Eagles, not to get on the Eagles, just to see who's better at football, of course. And Dee tries to prove that she can keep up with the guys. That goes just about how you'd expect. The second that any part of your body touches that field, it's going to shatter like glass. We got bones like glass. I don't have bones like glass. You spend half your life in a back brace. Your body's like 90% scoliosis, D. And uh, Frank and Charlie take a lot of acid. Wait! When the hell did I put Green Man on? I don't know. That lizard talks! Where? Where? I don't like lizards! We don't have time for this. Frank, just Frank, give us a gun! gun. Whoa, 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 whoa! Lizard, am I standing in poop? The McPoyles are in this episode. Artemis makes an appearance. We finally get Green Man, so Adam's going to go ahead and talk about his love of Green Man for yeah. about 20 minutes here this episode. Got a lot to unpack. Let's start it out, you guys. Cold cool. open, phenomenal. Yes. Cold open, phenomenal Great. cold Great. open. Excellent. Uh, um, because uh, I've made this point before where our friends are uh, of the variety of what you might refer to as stoners. And... Um, it's always funny to me when someone in the group is like, oh, you guys want to do stoned bowling or stoned laser tag yeah. or Monopoly, stoned Monopoly? I'm like, why, or, why do you guys say stoned XYZ? It's just 
XYZ for or, us. It's yeah, implied yeah. that they're going to be high. Yeah. Or stoned going to the supermarket. Or, or <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, everything is just, it's normal. It's so that's, I related to that strongly when the gang was like, let's do something different. Let's go outside. But they're just drinking outside. Which is fine. I mean, you know, it's a healthy activity. Getting vitamin D from the sun, getting outside. His Can't damn, fault them for that. Damn bright, though. Yeah, damn it was bright. damn bright. Yeah, I was outside. I love how quick they brought it back to the negative. And there's no room to drink. <laughs> yeah, that too. That there's was... no room to drink what out here. Even, what does that even mean? Especially <laughs> compared to a bar. How do you have more room in a bar than in an outside space at a it's, park? It's just, he's agoraphobic. Yeah. He's got yeah. a mental illness. There's no pool tables <laughs> at the at the park, at your local park. But there is some bocce ball. Can I also say, elements. I love how Charlie only refers to Mark Wahlberg as the, the guy from the new kids on the block because, again, it goes back, they only live in the 1980s. And it's not people. Mark. Again, that is Donnie Wahlberg that every time someone jokes about... Really? Yeah, every time someone says, isn't that that movie with the new kids? Oh. Uh, the coach says it. He says, now I'm sure you're all here because you saw that movie with Regardless. the guy from the new kids on the block. Again, not Mark Wahlberg. So that's even funnier to me. Even funnier. Because no I don't. Because yeah. I was born in the year 1997, and none of that means anything to me. Mark Wahlberg is, is the Wahlbergs. I know them not from their music career, from their acting career, as it is. You, I know you call from that the burger acting? shop. Which one? What you know them from? Their Donnie knows them from the burger <laughs> yeah, shop. Yeah, the Adam calls them from their acting, if you can call them that. Yeah, they're good actors. It's like uh, that They've Family Guy work. joke, and now Mark Wahlberg standing on a street corner, confused for ten minutes. <laughs> Why? Huh? <sighs> What's going on? <laughs> that, that is literally the happening. That is that entire movie in 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 one bit. Um, not to get too caught up on our Mark Wahlberg <laughs> tangent here, but have you been to Wahlburgers, Donnie? No. I Have haven't. any of us tried I've a Wahlburger? No. Multiple times when we were stuck promoting on the strip. Yeah. No, at no point have I ever been like, damn, I feel like paying $25 for a hamburger right now, though. I, yeah, I know no. they're at the grocery store. They got they got their, their, like, the raw patties at the grocery store. But again, that's, like, significantly more expensive than everything else there. I'm not yeah. about to buy it because Mark Wahlberg's face is telling me to. Or maybe I am. I don't know. It's not, I don't. It's not even that. It's just that it's on the strip, and I'm. I don't want to go to the strip. Aren't there more really? locations than that? I haven't paid attention. Oh, I have no <laughs> idea. I assume they have more restaurants. Don't ask me questions here, that I have to know the answer to because I don't. You should. Well, we can agree <laughs> disagree. My question is: Do you think they were like, like we want to go into the restaurant business? They considered a few options. Walbert have you seen their show? The they have a reality show based about it, and I think they talk about it a lot. It's You're something, fucking kidding me. Yeah, it's they called Wahlburgers. Have I haven't what? seen it, but they yeah. definitely have a reality it's show. You are jo- no, their no. mom is like the main, like, she's like, their mom is on the show a lot. She's fun, I guess. I guess. I guess. Oh, okay, real quick, before before I get back to that mind-blowing information you just gave me, you're a reality show based around Wahlburgers. Yes. Just so I have this clear. Yeah, it's called Wahlburgers. Okay, so before we get to that, I'm legitimately curious. Do you think they were like, maybe we could run a burrito stand? Maybe we could try, like, pizza? I think that, I think from what I've heard is someone in their family maybe had, like, a restaurant or a burger place growing up or there has something. To be a, there has or to be their, a deeper, yeah. Yeah, like or their dad. Story or. or their dad was, like, a something about that. It was a family business for a bit or it was in their family or they always... They've always wanted to, like, make a restaurant. I don't know. So they only have one location in Las Vegas. They got locations all over the country. Okay. Good for them. Yeah. But uh, 
They only got one location in Las Vegas. On the this, Strip, right? This quickly became a Wahlburgers yeah. advertisement yeah. of an episode. <laughs> when I was transcribing these notes, I did not think that Wahlburgers was going to be the first 10 minutes of this episode. But uh, tell me more about this show here. Like, I don't know you, much about it. I watch it with my brother sometimes. You did watch it, though. Yeah, a few episodes. This, this is the most bad. I've ever talked it's, about the show. It, I know it exists, and that's about as far as it goes. It's with Donnie me. and Mark Wahlberg and then their brothers. <laughs> And then Jenny McCarthy is on what? the show. Yeah. On A&E. It yeah. was on A&E. Yeah, that's the only show. That's the only channel <laughs> that say, does. It wasn't very popular. That's the only channel that does celebrity reality shows. So in between Live PD <laughs> and 30 Days and in between your shows about and, jail, you can watch Wahlburgers. And Gene's, <laughs> Gene Simmons' Family Jewels. <laughs> Holy shit. Ten seasons. Yeah. They're not like fucking around. They're trying to promote this burger place real hard. I don't know that it's just about the because you know their acting and music career didn't take off. So I mean, I can't assume they wrote. No, there's 95 episodes. I don't, I don't know think it's just about the Wahlburgers rush. I think Wahlburgers is a bigger thing, dude. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know either. Like yeah. I said, I know the show exists, and that's all I know. Allison Keen of the Hollywood Reporter said that quote: "Only a true and abiding love for the Wahlbergs will keep viewers interested." End quote. <laughs> I have no abiding love for the Wahlbergs, so I, mean, I am the last guy that should be watching this show. I don't dislike them. I mean, I like them a lot. I like them, the but movies. not enough to like. It's the same thing with the Kardashians. Oh, I, I shouldn't say that because I don't. Like I just the don't Kardashians, give a shit care, about like celebrities. Like I don't care. I care about certain things, but not enough to like have a scripted like reality show that you can tell isn't yeah. that real. In that maybe their show is better than some, but like most reality shows aren't like them being real and being honest. Like. Since we're going to talk about everyone else's show, like Burt Kreischer did his fucking in the cabin show, whatever on Netflix. And like, yeah. that was really good. Like, sure. You could tell it like they kind of just recorded stuff and then took what, like took what was good and the good content. It wasn't like, oh, we're doing this, 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 and this is scripted. Say this. I like, just, I, I watched part of it. I thought some of it felt a bit scripted or re-dramatized. Some of it probably had to be, but yeah. That is a big problem on reality uh, shows. Producers have come out in the past and said, yeah, we reshoot stuff that isn't good enough. Like Bridezilla's. Which I get. If they don't tweak enough, if the brides aren't Bridezilla-y yeah. enough, they go back and yeah. reshoot it and tell them. They, See, they give them some methamphetamine and they're like, yeah. hey, can you go Can you go harder, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, tell, they say, um, uh, your fiance was looking at another woman and then they just go off. Uh, uh, Donnie Wahlberg is credited as... <laughs> Show. <laughs> on, the, on the television show, he's credited as a member of New Kids on the Block. <laughs> Which, it's an integral part of the Wahlburgers show. I'm just saying. Uh, it ran 10 seasons. Guys, like this is competing with Sonny. Is it still going, though? Uh, the last season was last year. I don't know if okay. there's no 2020 season. Right, cause, because by the way, this year, are we getting more seasons of It's Always Sunny? Four more. We're getting four more, dude. We're Where getting, are you? Are you on drugs? Eighteen seasons, or is this for the show? It's for the show. I okay, I appreciate that. I had to ask. I really Come was on. like, have you not been paying attention for like the Come past on. week? Okay, I appreciate you. For our unseasoned wildcard <laughs> crew members listening, yes, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Has been renewed through season eighteen, and that was 18. sarcasm, Donnie. <laughs> See, sometimes even like I know you, and I still can't pick up on everything. Like, I don't know, you're on drugs. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He's speaking more and more. Tell me, Donnie. <laughs> am I standing in poop? Shit. <laughs> am I standing in poop? <laughs> um, uh, what what was your favorite part of this plot? I liked. I don't know if I liked uh, Frank and Charlie it. more, or if I liked what was going on with Mac and Dennis more. Um, because. Mm. 
the the chemistry is really everywhere here. You got let's let's split it up. You got you got Frank and Charlie that go and they tailgate with the McPoyles unintentionally with the McPoyles that show and up. Charlie but, unintentionally tripping on acid. Oh yes, and then you got uh, D Mac and Dennis all on the actual gridiron. D's trying to prove something, and and the guys are just trying to prove that they're better than the other. I, I think the the football field one has the funnier bits to me. It does. Per capita. It has the... Per, per, per like scene. <laughs> the, the LPMs, the last yeah. per minute, are off the charts. Yeah. Uh, I think the the guys, the, the three of them, get the better bit with the Donovan McNabb bit. Yes. That I know classic. we will go deep diving in here. And the the coach, he's so funny. He may he almost makes the episode for me. Yes, the Philadelphia Eagles coach played by Faison Love, a phenomenal actor. He was an elf. You've seen him in Elf. You've seen him in Couples Retreat. You've seen him in a bunch of things. And if you saw the international poster for Couples Retreat, you didn't see you him. You didn't in see it. him. He sued Universal back in 2009 for excluding him and Callie Hawk, the only two black actors yeah. in the film. Uh, Universal removed them from the trailer poster for the international. Uh, release of couples retreat yeah they got the a 2009 i believe vince vaughn film they got to sell it overseas <laughs> Sen- yeah right censor it so we can make money that's what that's that's what we've learned like the past china, year china has hollywood censor a lot of stuff so they can sell it in their country some i don't agree with it but it's it, it happens a lot in hollywood people just like sell their souls initially just to make to money reach off the billions money. of more people you yeah reach basically the other half of the human planet. Yeah. Yeah, geez. But yeah, to answer your question, uh, I slightly agree with you guys. I do think that the football side of it had the better bits, the better setup, the better, I, I don't know if I should say better characters because it is close to the McBoyles and Artemis, but like the McBoyles. But um, how did, how did Artemis get there? I, I don't know. How does she end up in any episode? She's always yeah. just Ooh, there. Fan theory. Is she real? Go on. Yeah, is she real? Did Frank hallucinate her into existence? Oh, no, she was already there before. Yeah. But anyways, fucking, I enjoyed, like, personally, I laughed more and found more humor out of the Frank and Charlie side of it. So even though the bits were better from the football side of it, I laughed more at the other side of it. So they really both were just, like, top-notch to me. And okay. we'll get to our scores later, yeah. but I just, I, I loved all aspects of this episode equally. This episode, <laughs> this episode, um... I'm going to spoil it a little bit here. My score isn't going to be that high at the end of this, but I don't want people thinking I hate this episode. This episode reduced me to tears twice. Mm-hmm. When Frank says, into the toilet I go, also <laughs> like that. When I watched it yesterday, I had a tear come out of my eye. And then I don't know what it is about the the entire Donovan McNabb exchange. But before that, when D walks up and says, do you want us to take a knee? And then says uh three time, all American fastest sprinter in five counties as if that <laughs> means anything at all. Yeah. It means nothing. No. Uh, yeah. I don't and know why that got me so good, but this episode got me good twice. It's just a testament to show like how, like how, how much throwaway lines are kind of really important in this show. And if you pay attention to them, it's like, there's a lot of humor there. It's a lot of stuff you can latch on to. And there's more humor if you've seen the movie Invincible. There's nothing really like critical that's mentioned in the movie that made its way over to this episode. But like everyone wearing capes, uh, there's one actor that was in Invincible, Tony Luke Jr. 
and he has he has a highlight reel of himself here I'd like to show you guys in the movie Invincible. Um, it says Tony Luke Jr. steals the show in feature film Invincible. So that's him right there. I remember. You get, you get the idea. It's like all these out of shape smokers, Mac and Dennis type, are all trying out for the Eagles. But yeah, he's rocking this cape, and then later in the movie... Oh, 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 I don't know if we're going to get copyright stricken for that, so I'll just mute it. <laughs> Playing canned heat. Sued, we're out of business. He's rocking this massive cape that almost immediately comes off. What if he just flew away? <laughs> it almost immediately comes off, and he can't get anywhere with it. But that, So that's why everyone's rocking the capes in the episode, I guess. Oh, there it is. You know it's serious when the cape comes off. That's how you know your tryouts are getting serious. Yeah, and the, and they do make those small little references too. Like I've never seen these movies. Mm. I haven't watched any of them. But people that have and recognize those types of things, like that cape is probably iconic and a hilarious part of yeah. the movie to them. So like people that watch It's Always Sunny that really do love the 80s and love those 80s movies, they see the cape and that probably made some people just fall out in tears laughing. And like to me it didn't, but like that is so valuable to a lot of viewers. This isn't an '80s movie, but I, I oh, get what I get what you're yeah, saying. Still, yeah. The idea being that all these guys when, watched Invincible and were like, "I'm well, gonna go out <laughs> and do that too." When did this movie come out? Yeah, uh, Invincible came 06? out six of two thousand six. So oh, this was oh, one, okay. <laughs> one year before. Exact same situation with place, Million Dollar Baby. It takes place yeah. in like the '70s. Yeah, it takes place in yeah. back in the day. Oh, okay, well, okay. you know what, um, Edna, the the great Edna Mode says about capes. No capes. That's right. No capes. That's right. We all know what, what, what to say. We could start a Disney Pixar podcast. Yeah. How, how weird would that be if we just diverted? Yeah. Like <laughs> one week we're talking about the gang finding a dumpster baby, and the next week we're talking about Frozen for some reason. I've never seen Frozen. I've never seen Frozen either. I also find it, it, it funny that, Donnie, you haven't seen the movie Invincible, and you're like the big sports guy here. Yeah, no, a lot of those movies like that I, I probably should have watched, and but yeah, I just... I'm seen? not a huge, huge movie guy. Let's let's run it through. Let's talk about let's, some Disney mo uh, movies here. Uh, Gridiron Mighty Ducks. Yeah, you Mighty seen, Ducks. You see Mighty Ducks? Sure, yeah. Gridiron yeah. Gang? I feel like I have. That doesn't sound too familiar. I think it's Disney. I, I don't even know Disney that. Movie. I have no idea. That uh, sounds familiar. But I don't yeah, know what know. that is. Or what Remember the Titans. Oh, for no, sure. That's I've, I've seen Remember the Titans at least like 50 times. That's a Disney movie. Cool Runnings. Great. <laughs> oh, no idea what that is. You've never seen Cool Runnings? What? Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Cool Runnings is a Disney film about a Jamaican bobsled team that we do not have nearly enough time to get into no. today. But I have we heard will of the Disney bobsled movie. With Sunka Black. Classic Disney sports film. With John Candy. Oh, so good. So good. I just watched it. What about it. Eddie's Cook-Off? That's a good movie. Or whatever. It's not the right name of it. I know what you're talking about. about Eddie's Cook-Out. Yeah, he he leaves baseball to go be like the cooking yeah. competition or something. And The only... The the only acceptable answer when someone asks what's your favorite sports movie, the only acceptable answer is Space Jam. Yeah, Space Jam, or Rudy. I mean, you already mentioned or Miracle the Titans. That's a, another solid one. I would accept that as an answer. It's Even Miracle. It's two schools of thought. Yeah, it's two schools of thought. Let's get back to Sunny here. <laughs> uh, one of my one of my favorite plot points that they start to experiment with in this episode is Dee's failure, Dee's confidence, and her failures. Um, Basically, what happens in these storylines is Dee realizes that she wants to prove a point in something, and she's kind of half good at it, or or exceptional at it, and then when she needs to be good, she crumbles and fails. So, yeah. like, 
Uh, Flipadelphia, which I'm, I'm rocking the Flipadelphia tea today. You are. He is. The Flipadelphia is. episode relies completely on D failing. Yeah. They plan that entire plot off of D failing. She gets good at flip cup. So they say, you know what? We want you to lead our team. And they rely on her failing, which she does. Another one is um, uh, when they break D, the gang breaks D. I'm sweet D and the joke's on me. Incredibly successful. And then right at the end, just screw you, D. It's a landslide. It's a landslide. <laughs> but um, those two those two are really big examples of it. But they really kind of start to experiment with it here in this episode. Where D is good at something. Punting the football, yeah. apparently, and then she breaks her shin. And that's my fi- that's my favorite part about D when I see that happen. Because in her, like, attempt to, like, be better to prove herself, um, she fails. Miserably. And it's very funny. I think it's even funnier that, like, they maybe don't even necessarily think that she always just folds under pressure. I feel like they also think that they're like, oh, she can try, 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 try and succeed once, like... She's not successful now. They're just like, oh, she got lucky once. Like, she's going to be back to fucking up again anyway, regardless. I just so think, I think it's a little bit of both, but yeah. I just think it's a consequence of her looking at a task in the wrong way, the same way that Dennis and Mac and everyone else looks at their tasks or things. They're like, I'm doing this for the wrong reasons. I need to be the best at this. To and get over on someone. To get over on someone. And then they fail, and that is like, yeah, you're not going to get any better. You're not going to get anywhere in this world by taking from other people. Wow, that was wholesome as shit. Yeah. Do do what Look you want to do for you. life lessons on us. I forget the exact quote. Yeah. Sitting on her cloud, yeah, passing <laughs> down judgment. No, that's, that's true, though. You know, if you want to be good at something, be good at it. Get good at it for you. Yeah. You know? Unless, like, you were bullied in, like, in, like, school and you're like i want to become the best at this and become a billionaire that's acceptable i'm gonna prove all these haters yeah, wrong and that's then, acceptable and then you don't prove them wrong and then you get a crippling alcohol addiction and then next thing you know mm-hmm. five years have passed and you're like yeah. what the hell am i doing hosting it's always sunny philadelphia podcast mm-hmm. then you're in a rut <laughs> yeah well, too real not a rut <laughs> <laughs> so uh mac and mac and dennis um i've never played football in any remote professional sense that isn't me catching a ball poorly. Um, I don't think you're supposed to use Sharpie. Or your face. On your face. Uh, the, they, they're they using Sharpie to draw the lines under their no. eyes. I don't know if you guys caught that. I didn't. Donnie, did you play? Yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's not That's not Sharpie? Not Sharpie? Um, okay, no. cool. I Thank you for clarifying. It has, the, it has the same effect, obviously, but yeah, there's, you wouldn't use oh, Sharpie. Do, would it's it like, be it's effective? Like black tape. It's just the fact that it's black. It's trying to mm-hmm. like... It's it's with the sun, so mm-hmm. like it absorbs, absorbs the, the sunlight. No, it absorbs the sunlight. So that sun, way, you oh. can see. And instead of like the yeah. sun being in your eyes, it all absorbs like under your eyes or yeah. wherever you have the eye black on. Yeah. It like spreads it out. But it's, Sharpie's not going to do that. It, it would. would if it's enough black on your face, but you wouldn't choose to have Sharpie on your face because you can't just take it off and clean it off after the game. You'd be stuck with Sharpie. Yeah. for <laughs> it's something that you would do if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, essentially. Which they don't. Yeah, which yeah. they don't. How convenient. You see something and immediately try to imitate it without because, yeah. any sort of yeah. like research or any sort of like reason behind it. You're like, oh, they have marker on their face. Like, yeah, Sharpie works. We're doing it without them being like, oh, what is? what are they actually using? What are they actually doing? Like, yeah. there's no thought into it whatsoever. The gang acts like me and my friends did when we were like little kids. It's like we saw something on TV. We're going <laughs> to imitate it in the, in the most incorrect way possible. And then we'll still feel proud about ourselves. 
and, and not understand why you're imitating it either. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the crucial part. Kids say just such dumb stuff and hear just such dumb stuff and repeat such just dumb stuff because they just yeah. don't know. Kids say the darndest things with, with Bill Cosby. Like, oh, he, oh, don't listen bump, to that kid. Bump, bump, copyright. Yeah. It'd be so it's, funny if, like, the kids were like, I saw Bill Cosby backstage with, with those women. And then Bill Cosby was like, you know what? That'd be a great show called Kids Say the Darndest Things. Whoa. <laughs> I'm, not comp- I'm not commenting on any of these, any of these uh, effects here. Uh, I'm laughing very hard. I've never, I've never once enjoyed Bill Cosby comedy. I've never once enjoyed it, uh, so I don't understand the humor. But speaking of Bill Cosby, we got, we got Elvin from the Cosby Show here on, on this episode, <laughs> playing, playing, uh, not, not Donovan McNabb. Pretty sure that was Donovan McNabb. I'm, they said it. I'm like 50% sure it's Donovan McNabb, you guys. No, I'm kidding. That's not Donovan McNabb, obviously. We see him come back later in the show as Don Cheadle, but that is a uh, Jeffrey Owens. And um, while we're on that, they they mentioned that Jeffrey Owens was in the Cosby Show and in That's So Raven, so, meaning that in this timeline, in, in That's So Raven, yeah, in the in this they say it briefly. I don't know. I didn't I wait. Didn't find anything. Jeffrey on. Owens was in That's So Raven. I wouldn't like, be surprised because yeah, I think that's what they said. Because Raven Simone played his kid on the Cosby Show, which I, is probably why yeah. there's that connection and that yeah. that happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was on that so Raven. So, anyways, as I was saying, so in this storyline, in this It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia cinematic universe, Jeffrey Owens exists as an actor, which means when he comes back pretending to be Don Cheadle paying Roxy the hooker, that is actually Jeffrey Owens pretending to be John Don Cheadle. Yeah. If you guys are following my logic here. Yeah, yeah. no, I remember, yeah. Beautiful. Of course. Beautiful. We're building the sunny cinematic universe just a reality show it's just you had a hard time after the show got off the air yeah yeah i don't know this is one of the few shows that i've ever <laughs> okay. even paid attention to a true other than like fbi shows and stuff that like the storyline truly does matter this is mm. one of the few shows that i've ever actually paid attention to something like that like otherwise to me i'd always be like oh cool there's a recurring character that's funny they're cool they're doing this they're doing different things but like i'd never be like they're quirky oh they got introduced as themselves so when they come back now every other time that's who they are being this person so like it is funny that he's just playing an actor in a show and like it's technically literally himself did, like you said did carl weathers do that in arrested development where he played like himself and then another character too there's a there's a lot of people uh, in arrested development that are supposed to be cartoonish versions yeah. of themselves. And you see it a lot in Curb Your Enthusiasm and as well. And Entourage. And the oh, HBO show. Entourage, speaking of Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, <laughs> speak, yeah speaking of Mark Wahlberg. So, yeah, you get circle. all these shows where uh, they're playing themselves. And like in the movie, This is the End, where all those guys in yeah. that movie are playing themselves. Seth Rogen's playing him. Like, they're cartoonish. They're characterized versions of themselves. Yeah. It's the same idea. I didn't catch that until our last watch through. Mm. That they referenced Jeffrey Owens being in televised comedies, which means he's not just some random Philadelphia actor in this case. He's not. Is he from in, Philadelphia? In the case of the show. Uh, no, but I just uh, clicked. That away. is always interesting, too, to me that, like, when I always thought of shows. Brooklyn. I always assumed that every show was always, like, a made-up universe. Like, I never thought that it's just, like. Because it usually is. 
to Usually some extent. Is. They don't think about it. They just make a show. They, and well, then, they make things up, but like if you think the about fans it, fans like, imbue that on them. The fans put the fans create the fake universe. But like even yeah, in a lot of bored. shows, even in a lot of shows, the more you pay attention, that like you'll see. I don't remember what I was gonna say, but you'll see. Um. Okay. I I think I got an example here. Community. Community does this where they reference who do they build? Luis, Luis Guzman. Yes, Luis Guzman. Yeah. They build a statue to yeah. Luis Guzman. That is an example of like Donnie's saying a built universe. That is Dan Harmon's built universe that we're talking about. But within it, Luis Guzman still exists as an actor. So that's that's a great actor, uh, great reference. Yeah. Or like um, when they they shit on uh, Jim Belushi, like. That's that's another example Wait, where in community in community and Chevy not, Chase is just taking it. No, Jim, not John. Oh, oh, Jim, there, there's yeah. two different qualities between no, the Jim and the I John know, but I feel like they knew each other, Chevy and Jim. But to come back to what Donnie was saying, inside Rob McElhenney's fabricated world, that is South Philly, of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. The this actor Jeffrey Owens has popped up. We know multiple times, this is our first time seeing it, but has popped up yeah. pretending to be other people. Tiger Woods, Don Cheadle, Donovan McNabb. We also know that in this universe, there is no Danny DeVito. Yes. Yeah, that's like, those are small, like, interesting aspects. But like I said, they reference, like, if you look at everything, they reference real world things more often than Like not. McDonald's. That exists in the real, real world. How were they able to fit that line into the show? How can you Money. put a McDonald's? Do you think they were paid by McDonald's to get that plug in there? Do you think they paid McDonald's to get that line in there? Pretty sure they. I don't know. Does it does it fall under parody law? I know I don't know enough about First Amendment law to comment on. I it. feel like it could be parody because isn't McDonald's such a big international corporation? You can't really just localize. I it. I mean, it's a publicly traded company, yeah. so it's like it's their name is. Not you can't use it to sell, I guess, but like maybe as long as you're not trashing you could talk them, about harassing them, like saying their yeah. name isn't out of domain. And I, I think maybe you could you could talk about them, but I don't think you could say their their phrase. But actually, their phrase is a public phrase, so it, that's not public. I'm pretty sure I'm loving it. Is trademarked? Really? Is I'm loving it trademarked? Oh, it is trademarked, but okay. Yeah, yeah. it's it's trademarked. It's I'm loving. Maybe he says I'm loving it with a, with a G. He probably does. Yeah, there's a difference. There's a hard G there. Um. Yeah. What do you guys think? You guys want to move on? What do you guys want to? I got the other half of this episode that I wanted to talk about here. Yeah. Uh, Frank and Charlie. Uh, just a couple small bits in that that I really enjoyed, like uh, Charlie calling the blender the margarita machine. They <laughs> they do this on the show where. They'll call juice and soda mixers. I was gonna say I was and they say don't the understand juice. They do that all the time too. Yeah, they don't understand why people want to drink just mixer. It's not a blender. It's a margarita machine because they're alcoholics. Um, but yeah, there's just a couple of great things on that side of it. Did you guys notice anything between Frank and Charlie on that storyline? I noticed that Frank took a lot of acid. How much acid do you think was consumed, both by Charlie and Frank? And then together, how much do you think total? I would say at least like two to three tabs each, if not like four each we, maybe. We definitely saw Frank like gum like four four tabs. Because he takes, he he took some takes and then two doses. More. Yeah. I, I'd say at least six tabs yeah. total. Yeah. Either three and three or two and four. We don't even know how strong the tabs are. 
I feel like so, I feel like once you go past two. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying on I, any. I, on and he's like, I caliber. also feel like they implied that obviously Frank took way more. Yeah, was and he, Charlie. Charlie was tripping, but like he was definitely more aware and kind of just being goofy and like understanding of everything. It wasn't like he literally thinks his friend is a lizard. Like yeah. it wasn't like that well, far. So I definitely Frank, say like yeah, like a yeah. four and two split, five and two split. I don't know something like Frank that. Frank was for sure tripping harder. Who, what that shows? Is, what shows at Woodstock do you think Frank would be most likely to have gone to? Oh, I like this. Yeah. Let's pull up the Woodstock. I know Richie Haven opened Woodstock on the first day. He he's got the whole schedule built in his. I would have loved to see Richie Haven live perform Freedom. I'll join the conversation again in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Unless uh, Wiz Khalifa was there, like, I don't like, know. How did this fit into his Vietnam days? You know, uh, well, I mean, he was visiting Vietnam uh, oh. on business trips, so we know he wasn't. Many exactly, Americans visited visited Vietnam on business in the wasn't 60s exactly, and 70s. Uh, stuck there. Um, I don't know. For, uh, day one, there's no one really like there that that was that no, probably, notable. Uh, you got you got Joan Baez. You got Arlo Guthrie. I like Arlo Guthrie. I could see Frank being into folk music. Yeah. Like Alice's Restaurant. But I could also see him seeing like The Grateful Dead yes. and Santana and tripping harder than all it. those guys did combined. Yeah. Do you think he did the brown acid at Woodstock? <laughs> Damn, day two. What a day. Close it out with Sly and the Family. Sorry. Sly and the Family. Sorry. Oh, my God. It gets better the further back I go. It's Grateful Dead. Yeah. Mountain, Mountain, Credence Clearwater, Janis Joplin, mm -hmm. Sly and the Family Stone, Ooh. The Who, yes. Jefferson Airplane. Yes. And keep in mind, this is before multi-stage festivals, so he was there yeah. for all of them. You ever seen the Monterey Music Festival, Monterey Pop Music from the 60s, back when like The Who um, and Jimi Hendrix, they went in the competition to like, who could like, destroy their guitars the most? Mm -hmm. I've, I've seen... Oh. I've, um, but before we go Sorry. too far into Woodstock here, the point is I think Frank would have been there for all of it. Yeah. Until he got stuck in the bathroom. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Of course. We know he got stuck in the bathroom. So we're going to well, go. Real quick. Sorry while you're on that. You guys didn't give any answers, but maybe someone listening might have a theory and I, so I'm going to ask it anyway. Yeah. Is there a reason why Frank chose this event, this scenario to say, I'm going to make this one like Woodstock? It's, or was it just a Frank thing saying, oh, well, we're goes, tailgating, we're going to be at a stadium and event. I'm tripping balls. Let's do it. Yeah, it, 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 the second one. But it goes back to the stoner bit. It's like, wouldn't it be cool if we smoked weed here? It's like, we were probably going to do yeah. that anyway. And it's the same thing with some people who like acid. Like, wouldn't it? They've done it everywhere. Let's do it now. People want to do it like the most like mundane thing, it's everyday also, thing. It, it reminds me of like that one friend that we all have, where yeah, it's a Monday and he wants to go too hard. Yeah, yeah, like, we have some no. of those in our Snapchat groups, but we have some of those here hosting the podcast. Oh uh, no, I was talking more <laughs> of like fucking the daily uh, the whip it videos we get and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, we're like, dude, it's ten a.m. on a Tuesday. You need to chill out. We have some Woodstock friends for sure. <laughs> Still live in Woodstock. That's okay. So we're it gonna, is. I ain't judging. We're going to talk more about Woodstock here in this episode. When we get back, we got some categories that we're going to put our numbers and our arguments into. And we're going to, uh, yeah, it's going to be trippy. It's going to be fun. <laughs> so we'll be right back here after the break. Do not go anywhere. More Rumham Wildcards coming out after this break. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the show, Golden Gods and Goddesses, Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards. Brayden sitting here with Adam and Donnie talking about Season 3, Episode 2, The Gang Gets Invincible. We got five categories here today, if this is your first time joining us. Uh, five categories that we're going to talk about. The story in this episode, the characters in this episode, the quotes, the overall humor, and the wild card. We can give up to 10 points for each of these categories, and we will handle the math on our end. You sit back, relax, and enjoy us idiots arguing about the idiots of Sonny. Let's start about the story. I know we talked a lot about the story here in the first half of the show. Would you guys give the story of The Gang Gets Invincible? The story was amazing front to back. I gave it a nine. Oof. I gave the story a six. As... Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As did I. I'm gonna go ahead and whack my pop filter there. Uh, it's pretty average, above average. I mean, I I like that they're getting out of the bar and they're kind of getting out into the field. So I I like that idea of it. Um, I like seeing that. But it it's, wasn't it's a bad. generic. It wasn't bad. It's the generic story. It's like what can we put in this group to set them on their different paths and and get what we need. It's not a. It's it's a typical. It's always sunny plot. And of course, A and B collide at the very end, yeah. and Frank shoots Doyle. Yeah, nothing like stands out in terms of the story to me. So a six. I can't believe that how much praise you just gave the show and how well it is. Yeah, that you guys are only giving it a six. I I, I almost had to give it a ten. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm surprised that six is all the love that story is getting. There's multiple stories that yeah. the stories collided. There's a few subplots yeah. in those stories, like. Whether or not the McPoyle was going to make the team, and then he did make the team, but then he got shot by Frank. Like, that's not a whole storyline, but like, that's just like a tiny thing within the story that some other episodes don't have. I can understand why someone would love this episode. I could understand why. I do love um, the episode. I mean, sorry, I can understand why someone would love the plot of this episode, like why you really enjoy it, Donnie. But uh, I'm more inclined to agree with Adam on this one just because it is so incredibly basic. Yes, it's different because they're out of the bar. And it's different because uh, we got the whole McPoyle clan kind of being a wild card themselves, if you will. But other than um, the D storyline, like I was talking about earlier, I just don't think there's anything like that remarkable about the story in this. Yeah. Also, it's, it's, they're, tell they're telling the story like three times removed. Like originally it was a real story and then it was a movie. And there now this show is is like it's not it's not an original plot like it's just, based on something based on something yeah based on something yeah I think that if anything only it's adds hilarious. value no it, I'm not it's, saying it's, it's yeah you can still that's take not something my point. that's redone and still make it my, the best version of those three my and point it, went, it didn't have to be original my point isn't that it made it better or worse I think that this show is this episode was hilarious and I love this episode I'm just saying like it's not an original plot. No, I don't think yeah. I don't think I considered creativity. I agree it's not necessarily very yeah. creative, but they added the it's always sunny twist to it and I think they it's, fucking nailed it. Yeah. Super I'm, I'm I'm honestly just surprised that you guys didn't give high like I'm not really even trying to convince you. Yeah. I just I praised it so much and damn you thought it was a 10. I thought it was going to be like eights across the board, sevens, but I have fucking just sixes. be patient. Fucking sixes. I, I got higher score. I got higher scores <laughs> yeah. coming. I also have lower scores coming, but we'll get to that but here in a to, second. To me, the story is like it's the foundation. That's why I put it. I want it to be the first category because it's the foundation of everything else. Yeah. It, to me, it's like the least important 
I mean, it is important, but it is the yeah. catalyst that drives the other categories. You guys are becoming some real show critics. <laughs> well, we've seen what we've seen what a really solid plot of Sunny looks like. Like I I, we is. know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. <laughs> Donnie's like, yeah, we this just is watched one. <laughs> it together. Yeah, we just watched it. Um, they got invincible. <laughs> my my definition of a damn near perfect storyline is Mac Banks Dennis's mom. I've mentioned this multiple times now, where the humor in that episode is the plot that's why i consider that yeah. plot damn near 10 out of 10 i can't remember if i did give it a 10 out of which 10 one or not mac, mac bang yeah. mac bangs oh. dennis's mom because it, it, the humor comes from the story that i just yeah. yeah i don't i don't think really you get much humor out of the plot line here in general um but there are some highlights so i i agree yeah with Adam, but I also agree with Donnie. I'm not gonna change my score. I'm yeah, sorry, no, Donnie. Like I said, I mean, I just I'm I'm just shocked. That's it. Would it make you feel better? No. To know that I gave, <laughs> that I gave the characters a nine out of ten. Uh, slightly. What did you? That's give not the surprising. Characters? I gave it a ten. Mm, I could see yeah. that. I gave it an eight. Hell yeah. 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 See it, that that's that's what I thought we we're gonna be on with the storyline where we're kind of all on the same page. I had to boost it because I, I really do love this episode. I think it's the yeah. best one. Well, we to all this took point. away something different yeah. from it. Yeah. We have Green Man, we have we see Artemis, all the McPoyles. We see I I mean I I love the coach. I love the coach. And I and I love um Jeffrey Owens is his whole part when he's yeah. uh, Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb is is a hilarious, it's always a sunny character in general to me. That's probably one of the best bits we've had in yeah. the show. And Cole. Yet. And Cole. Yeah, we all of Cole. the side characters, all of the, like, the disguised characters, Frank and Charlie tripping on acid, Dennis showing up and being, like, the overcommitted or the over, uh, I don't know the word, like, over cocky but underperforming. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to do this. But, like, he won't go tackle someone. He's like, oh, I don't tackle. Spoken like a true champion, like and Dennis when uh, he he runs the play and he runs out and he goes to run the hook and he's so in his head of how great he looks and how cool he looks I and how he should have should have popped his shirt off. Um, and he actually compares narcissism. Himself. Yeah, no, I was about to say he actually compares himself to Jerry Rice. Like he put himself in the yeah. category with Jerry Rice and in all that his moment. skill. All and his all, skill yeah. is one hundred percent in his head. You can argue that Mac and D maybe have a little bit of skill on the gridiron. I'll give D that credit. I won't do what the gang. I I will do what the gang won't do and give D a little credit. Dennis has no skill. It is all in his head, and I love that. I love it. So uh, that's what I basically reciprocated your your feelings on it here donnie yeah. all the characters i think almost all of them are up to snuff um artemis is just kind of there which is a shame like i really liked how they used her in the toilet bowl that was that was hilarious but when she actually shows up yeah, in person i just like the fact that i just actually thought of this now my bad but i think that it's awesome that they kind of just incorporate her with tripping and drugs so like yeah frank when 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 they trip. need so yeah when they need someone to help with something in that situation they immediately called her frank immediately called her for help so it just associates her with that world and that stereotype that people like she, act like her are involved with hallucinogenics or whatever she is this show's ringer i guess danny devito is but like the character like artemis care to like, uh, elaborate yeah she's just she they always they always call her in when they need like something important to be done or something like that they can't do or they can't settle or yeah if they need to figure out who pooped the who bed who pooped the bed um, or yeah, or they need a new waitress. Uh, that's another. Yeah, I was trying to figure out who, who the dad is. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, they are. That is interesting. I'm yeah, glad you I said just it. like she's like I don't know. I love her role in the in the gang's life. So I gave I gave points for that for Artemis, the McPoyles, getting Green Man, all stuff like that. But I also took away points just because um, uh, I think uh, Mac could have could have been a bit better. I took away points on that front, but I gave them back because of side characters. So eight, nine, ten. Yep, absolutely. Could have been an 11, but I'll stick with a 10. <laughs> beautiful, you guys. Beautiful. Uh, quotes. How quote How quote heavy was this episode? This one, actually, to me, I didn't associate with a lot of quotes. Same. I gave it a decent amount of points just because, one, I like the episode, first of all. And then, two, there is one of the memes that everyone knows from It's Always Sunny that came out of this when he's just like, I'm just trying to sit in my chair. Leave me alone. I'm getting blackout drunk. Like... That meme goes around, and a lot of people know that meme that still have never watched Sunny, don't know it's always Sunny, don't understand the context, the before, the after of that picture. So, like, to me, I added a little a little bit of points for that, but the quotes were not that great to me. So uh, I'm going to give it a six. I'm noticing, whoa, six? I gave a three Yeah. Uh, because I, I'm now noticing all my quotes, uh, with the exception of one, came from... D and Charlie mostly on this episode. Uh, the Donovan McNabb speech, I considered a whole quote because his mannerisms, his the delivery, there's there's so much to unpack in that in that line there. But uh, the one quote that wasn't Charlie or D that I really liked was Dennis talking smack about D. Her stork legs are like pendulums and her feet are like wrecking balls. So it only makes sense. She's a good punter. <laughs> like that's, that's how they justify anytime D does something good is because of her shortcomings allow her to be good. If that makes sense, like, like uh, how they use her stage fright to kind of support and then eventually tear her down in the gang breaks D. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I I just have a hard time differentiating between like when I associate what they say with the quote compared to like just the delivery and the situation and all that. But every, everything Frank said when he's tripping to me is hilarious, and I associate that with quotes at least a little the bit. Toilet yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that one. Like to me, even that one isn't even one of my funniest ones. Like that's not even one of my favorite. Like when he literally is just like standing there, out, just completely normal, and then out of nowhere, he's just like. Is that lizard talking? And then, like, he continues that, and he's like, Lizard, am I standing in poop? Like, that could bring me in tears almost every single time. And then, uh, I forget, there's probably even a couple ones. Oh, yeah, uh, when uh, Frank is like, I'm going to trip balls. Like, to me, that's not, like, a huge, like, quote heavy, like, it's just pure what he said is funny. But, like, people use that a lot. That's a very common phrase. It was hilarious to see Frank say it, especially the first time, and just be in that character. And, yeah, I think there's there's more quotes than I'd like to give credit to, but... They weren't as good as they could have been, for sure. Screw you, Donnie. I'm changing my three to a four. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I originally gave it a seven, but uh, I, I, I went down to a six because I really don't have that much written down. So I went up, Donnie went down, and the earth keeps spinning. What about you, Adam? <laughs> uh, I went down. Oof. I From originally what? gave it a six because I was okay. like, because my typical average plus one. But I no, think that's fine. This that's is, fine. I, I'm giving it a five because it is pretty average. There's I only wrote down like a handful, like four quotes really yeah but you know my favorite is obviously lizard am i standing in poop classic i say that all the time uh that's that's awesome that's the best line <laughs> in the entire episode come on Stop laughing. come on it's the best that's the best quote the entire episode yeah um 
one of my favorite quotes. Also, when um, the, I forget which brother it is, but one, one, what the guy he's played by Jimmy Simpson Brown. He whenever he calls Charlie, hello Charles, Charles, yeah, Charles. He's like, bump it, bump yeah. it. I love that too. Um, obviously the whole um, Jeffrey Owens Donovan McNabb speech, but that's not a quote. But I love um the coach when he's like sprints. Sprints. That's yeah. his excuse for when. Sprints. That's his excuse for when he's called out on something. Yeah, he's like just make him fucking run. Um, and I wish also, I had that power. Just whenever someone questions me in life, just you, sprints. You just need a whistle. You just whistle. Also, and tell him to sprint. Um, when when one of the other McPoyle brothers um is talking to Charlie and Charlie's thinking in his head and then he says, "My skin's not tight." And then Charlie like looks. I love that line. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um, I say that line a lot, or a variation of that, like when, when the context needs it to be said. I love when I um, I find myself quoting the show and not realizing that I got the quote from the show. The oh, amount yeah. of the amount of times I've used the line, "What is that? A fife?" <laughs> and I didn't realize that. Like, I guess somewhere back a few years ago, I watched this episode and just now, like. I'll be at work and someone's like, hey, you got this? And I just look across from the room I'm like, what is that, a fife? What is a fife? Like a small it's, piccolo? It's like a, yeah, like a piccolo, like a pan flute. Oh, pan flute. Like an ocarina of sorts. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. So I, I, I got to go four here, four out of ten okay. on the quotes. Um, not quote heavy at all, no. but what is there? Shit. Packs a punch. You just you guys just saw me. I was about yeah. to fall out of my chair there. <laughs> yeah, and you're giving, giving oh, okay. Maybe you give you'll give humor higher scores than that. I I did give the humor yeah. higher score. Shall we talk about that? Would yes, you guys please. give the overall Let's humor of this episode? Because I don't want to be disappointed once again. Um, my overall, I think this is the hardest I've seen you laugh so far in this podcast. So hopefully the points are overall reflecting that. <laughs> I'm just really enjoy, <laughs> I'm enjoying talking about this one more than I'm enjo- than I enjoyed watching it. If if that's uh, making any sense here, I understand it, but I know what you're saying, but I don't agree with it. Great physical comedy. There's uh, some comedy in the storyline. There, there's there's gross out humor. There's some cringe humor. There's all different types of humor in this episode. So because it's so eclectic, I'm giving it a six out of ten. You you guys can get me to to move up here on this if your arguments are good enough because I don't think that's enough love. But my argument is gonna be we're gonna stop the recording right now, listen to this entire podcast, and then you're gonna give a new score and listen to yourself dying laughing the entire time. All the great value that came from this episode. Okay, yeah. Here, well, here's what Adam's got to say. Here's so I <laughs> whoever's listening to this is like he sounds like he was having such a great time. Why is he giving it three out of ten? Yeah. Okay, so I gave the humor. Um, an eight. There we go. That's more like it. I gave it an eight. Fuck and here, Brayden, I think that I think I can convince you to give it higher because think about it like this: while everyone else is in in the in the episode is doing one movie, you know, Invincible, Dee is doing her own movie. She's doing. She's the man, <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't work out for her. Oh my God. <laughs> Another 2006 movie. She's the man. Sorry, 2006. Oh my god. <laughs> so does that does that make it a bit funnier and more pathetic to you a little oh, bit? Shit. And and it, she fails at her own movie too. Oh my god. So we got two movies from we got two movies from 2006 that are being referenced. Seven out of ten for me on the humor. Yeah. Oh, there seven we out of ten. Yes. So much better now. Um, it works out perfectly. We got the seven, we got the eight, and I gave it a nine. Oh, oh you love to see it. A straight. Yeah, you love to see it. 
We're about was... to hit the casino after this. Um, eh? <laughs> not think actually. about it. Like she's <laughs> think about it. Uh, that, that, yeah, that's hilarious. That's I don't know what to say. That's funny. That shocked <laughs> me actually. <laughs> that's that's reason prevailing. Yeah. yeah, reason will prevail. Yeah, reason will prevail. Well, gentlemen, I think we have one category left. The wild card. Wild card, bitches! Oh, Someone other than me. Go. I gotta catch my breath. Uh, I love okay. this episode a lot, so I'm giving this a 10 sprints out of 10. I'm cheering. Whew. I also gave it a 10. Um, purely off the fact that I love this episode, and the first time that I watched this episode, I was actually really excited and just like, wow, this is awesome for them, and I love that this is happening, that I actually thought they were about to bring on Donovan McNabb. <laughs> Because it was like, hey, this show is getting big. This show is going to make it. They love Philadelphia. They love Philadelphia football. They're about to have on Donovan McNabb. Like, cool, this is going to be awesome. And I was actually in shock and what do you mean? really bamboozled that it wasn't Donovan that McNabb. That was Donovan you McNabb. You got played just yes. as hard as everyone in the show. Yes, that was Donovan McNabb. I thought it was Tiger Woods. Uh, it's both. Wait, you mean to tell me that's not Don <laughs> Cheadle? Uh, remember, guys, real champs, eating McDonald's. I'm loving it. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. damn it. Whew. Um, six tabs of acid out of 10. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I've been going pretty, pretty middle on this episode with a couple of exceptions. Uh, so I'm just going to keep doing what I was doing. Uh, I was originally going to give five sprints out of 10, but screw you, Adam. I'm going to go six tabs of acid out of 10. Okay. Phenomenal. I take like it. it. Yeah, take them. You won't. <laughs> All right, the numbers have been crunched, added, subtracted, multiplied, divided. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, all that good shit. We have the Internet Movie Database, which we have been using as the end-all, be-all for the fan rankings of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because that is the longest-running rating online, basically, of each episode that we can find. And it's always interesting to see what people thought years ago and what they're thinking Today, having watched these episodes. So my question to you, gentlemen, where do you think the gang gets invincible? What do you think uh, IMDb gave this? So far, we have scores from 8.1 to 9.2. That could be higher or lower than these. Where do you, what do you think the fans of Sonny have given this episode? On a 9.4. They gave it a good old 8.2. Somewhere in between, they gave an 8.8, 2.3 thousand votes, uh, and 8.8 for The Gang Gets Invincible. That sets it at number four for the fans. So this is the fourth fan favorite on the list of lists. Where do we think of this episode here? Donnie loved this episode the most, obviously. giving this, so far. Giving this episode an 8.8. This is Donnie's new favorite episode. Of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The people have spoken. Right above Charlie Gets Crippled and The Gang Gives Back from Season 2. Great stuff there, Donnie. Adam liked this episode the second most. He went ahead and put this episode 10th on his list of lists. So kind of in the middle with a 7.4. So that is tied with The gang's run, the Gang Runs for Office yeah. and the very beginning of the show, The Gang Gets Racist. Mm. Good uh, stuff there. Yeah. I... I mean, that is subject to change, going to be honest. We'll see. 
It's all subject to change. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for the season three finale eventually when we go through our scores and uh, adjust them to what we think is more appropriate. Myself, I gave uh, this episode the most crap. I told it to sprint the most. I gave this episode a 6.4 smack dab in the middle as well. That's number 10 for me as well. So same spot on the list as Adam, but I thought this episode was a bit better than the gang goes jihad, but a bit worse than Charlie has cancer. So uh, what do you think, guys? Adam, uh, Adam, oh, sorry, Donnie. Donnie chose the exact same score as the fans. So if you're listening here, and you think this was a damn good episode, Donnie is probably what your favorite. What do you favorite. mean I am the fans? <laughs> we <laughs> are the fans of Sonny. This podcast is by the fans of Sonny for the fans of Sonny. So let me tell you what, if you had a great time listening to this, go ahead and hit subscribe. We are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, all that good stuff. Go ahead and search Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards on your favorite podcast platform and we will be right there for you to hit subscribe and then if you got an iphone if you got an apple account if you had an iphone at one point you still got it head on over to apple Podcasts, give us that five star review we'd love to hear what you guys think of the show yeah, and tell your friends and of course tell your friends yeah. that love it's always sunny in philadelphia that uh you're listening here to this here podcast get in on it tell us what you guys think we love to hear what uh, the wildcard crew thinks of our scores. We've heard from a couple handfuls of listeners now, and it's always great to get feedback. So maybe we'll feature it on an episode here pretty soon. And uh, stay tuned, guys. So subscribe and five-star review, all that good stuff. Uh, always Sunny Pod, Twitter and Instagram. You guys, we got we got another great episode review coming up pretty soon for you guys the next episode that we're going to review is season three episode three dennis and d's mom is dead oh no whatever will we do oh god all right stay safe stay happy stay healthy stay sunny all that good stuff happy holidays this it's january oh happy arbor day (laughs) i forgot We're getting ahead of ourselves. Recording early! (laughs) Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards is produced, directed, and edited by me, Braden Plugginpool. Donnie Crunkleton is our associate producer. This episode was written and hosted by Braden Plugginpool, Donnie Crunkleton, Adam Rothbord, 